Hello everyone, this is Tundeko. Welcome to this episode of my podcast. In this podcast, I'll be addressing the question, is no sex before marriage dated? Is no sex before marriage dated? Many Christians are beginning to believe that uh, we no longer live in the times that the Bible was written. So many Christians are increasingly believing in the notion that we are in the 21st century. You know, we are in modern times. You know, we need to go with the flow. We need to flow with the society. You know, we need to do the in thing. And I don't blame them when they try to embrace societal culture and values that are um, contrary to the word of God. I don't blame many Christians who seem to be going this direction, especially in the areas of sex. And I'm talking to singles more, especially. I don't blame them at all because it shows the level of understanding, revelation of understanding we have of God or we have of his word. So I hope that, that this podcast is going to challenge the thinking of many Christian singles who are thinking in this direction or who are seeking help or assistance or clarity about this. I feel in my heart to say to uh, as many single people who are listening to me right now, that you belong to a kingdom that is different from the kingdom of this world. You belong to the kingdom of God. You are a child of the kingdom, not the child of CNN, not the child of BBC, not the child of the British government, not the child of the American government. You are not the child of even your parent because the Bible says that as a child of God, you are born of a spirit of the spirit of God. Though you are physically born uh, from a parent, physiologically, yet your spiritual identity is of the kingdom of God. It is of God. So I want to encourage you to be mindful of whose values you embrace. I am very well aware of the fact that many parents are increasingly uh, condoning the act of their children sleeping, the daughters now, sleeping at their boyfriend's house or their, their daughters or their kids living together with what, whether, whether their boyfriend or girlfriend, uh, living together without being married. So I can't hold the values of a parent in high esteem in this regard. And that is why I feel in my heart to draw the attention of single people to the values of God, the principles of God, not even of their parents when it contradicts the values and the principles of God. So many people, Christian singles, are now beginning to look at what is going on in the society and they want to fit into the mode of the society to try to do things the way society is doing things, especially when it comes to the area of having sex before marriage. We know and we can see from TV ads and social media on billboard that we live in a highly sexualized society. Many people are, big, are continuously or increasingly you know, losing sight of the principles, the ways of God and embracing the ways of the world, the ways of ungodliness. Looking at how things are going 
and looking at the increasing confusion among many Christian singles, and looking at the waywardness that is growing in Christian circles, making it even more difficult to differentiate between a Christian and an unbeliever. I felt it is very important that we begin to call out our identity as Christians. This podcast is not meant to throw stones at anyone or to condemn anyone, but to remind us of where we come from, who we belong to, who we are. We are not of this world, the Bible says. So the Bible advises us to renew our, our mind. The Bible advises us to live a transformed life by changing the way we think. The Bible advises us not to conform, not to fit into the mold of this world. And that is because we are very different. On the exterior, physically, we may not be different from people who are not of Christ, people who have not given their life to Christ. But spiritually, we are very different. So, say looking at sex in the, um, the 21st century. So, if a Christian is looking at this topic and they think that not having sex before marriage is dated, let's look at some other things in the Bible which they may as well say they are dated. If, sex, if not having sex before marriage is dated, then maybe these other things are dated because when you look at things from the New Testament, the principles, the guidelines, the protective commandment that God has given to us, when you look at them in the New Testament and you say they are dated, then we should look at everything in the New Testament as dated. And as I go through about four points, maybe that will put you in a position to reason much deeper and identify how we have been deceived by the world. So, if we say, having, not having sex before marriage is dated, then we can as well say, salvation is dated. We can also say that the name of Jesus is dated. The authority to use the name of Jesus is dated. So, which means when you're praying, you should not pray in the name of Jesus. And who are you even praying to? Because Jesus is a connecting link between us and the, and the Father. The Bible says that God has given Jesus the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling the world that is restoring the world back to back into relationship with himself. So if Jesus is a connecting link between us and the Father, and we say the name of Jesus is dated, then there's no need to pray anymore. Because Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, that I will do. Jesus is the connecting link between you and the Father. You, are, you and I are righteous today because, of our, because, because we came into Christ Jesus. So if we are saying sex, not having sex before marriage is dated, then we are simply saying the name of Jesus is dated because all of this is documented in the Bible. Before I cover the other two points, you might be thinking, where exactly is it written in the Bible that sexual relations is only permitted in the confines of marriage. Take your time and look at 1 Corinthians 7, verse 2 and 3. The Bible says, But since sexual immorality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife and each woman with her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. And if you read further down in 1 Corinthians 7, you will see where it is written that, you know, when a man or an individual feels that like they are having sexual urge 
and it's not something they can control. They should marry and there should be no sexual immorality among them. The Bible tell, told us at some point that there should not even be a hint of sexual immorality amongst us. So if you read book of 1 Corinthians 7 carefully, you will see where it is clearly written that God only permits sexual relations between a man and a woman, a male and a female, in the confines of marriage. And the Bible tells us clearly that the word of God was inspired by God. So what you saw or what you read in 1 Corinthians 7 was inspired by God. And when we talk about the inspiration of God, we're talking about things that are given by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, uh, the Holy Spirit would take what is of him and make it, make it known to us. And John chapter 16, verse 14. Let me read it out to you. Jesus said this. He will honor me, talking about the Holy Spirit, and glorify me because it will take off. And when you say take off, it means it will receive, it will draw upon what is mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. So the, the, Jesus is saying that the Holy Spirit will take what is of him, his own ways, you know, things about him, knowledge of him, and disclose it to the people. So, the apostle who wrote 1 Corinthians 13, what he wrote down concerning sex was what was delivered to him from the Lord Jesus through the Holy Spirit. So, when we say that not having sex before marriage is dated, we are simply saying that Jesus is dated and the words of Jesus is dated and the Holy Spirit is dated. But when you no longer have Jesus in your life, or when you think Jesus is dated, or you think the Holy Spirit is dated, then what do you have left in your life as a believer? What marks you out onto the redemption that is to come, the salvation to come, the salvation of our body? What is left for you to reconcile, to restore you to Jesus when he returns with the saints? What do you have left? What guarantees you for eternal uh, union with the Father? If you say Jesus, the Holy Spirit, are dated because that word, that instruction of not having sex before marriage was given by the Holy Ghost. Now, this may sound like harsh or mean, but I'm not trying to. I'm just passionate about this because many of us do not know how destructive this practice is to us, to our life, to our marriage, to our life, to our marriages. And when I say marriages, when we get married, now one of the ways sex before marriage affects us is this. If you have sexual relations with people other than your spouse and later on you get married to someone else, I can guarantee that you, at some point you will have some trouble. I can guarantee you will have some trouble with your flesh when the devil tempts you or try to bring to your memory and compare your present sexual experience with your spouse with the one you've had with people before you got married. I can guarantee you. And if you happen to be going through crisis in your marriage at some point, and someone you seem to have had a more mind-blowing sexual experience with before you met your spouse, before you got married, if that person should show up on the scene and it happens to be a time when you are struggling in your marriage, I can guarantee you, you will struggle. And many people have ended up sleeping with their ex-boyfriend, their ex-girlfriend in, in certain times, in certain occasions, because there was an attachment somehow which they th thought or felt 
had ended, but on sighting the person years after marriage, I mean the ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend, something seemed to have rekindled. So I'm trying to say to us that sex is not just sex. There's more to sex than what the media is showing us, is telling us. The media may tell us or show us the instant gratification, the pleasure we get at that point in time. But the, but the media never calls out the depression, anxiety, and some misalignment in the body, the emotional instability, the psychological imbalance that happens to us. Right? Because they themselves know how to fake things. And because sex to a very much extent is spiritual, the world cannot trace or connect the mishap and the struggle, the societal thoughts and some things that are happening in their life. They cannot, con- they cannot connect it with some multiple inordinate affection, no, I might say multiple sexual practice with different partners and inordinate affection that they are allowing to grow in their heart. They cannot connect them, the lifestyle of pornography, the lifestyle of all kind of sexual vices that they, they practice. They can't connect it with the evil and the horror going on in their life. So, but by the reason of privilege and revelation, someone like me and a few other guys have been able to see that when we are disobeying God in one area of our life or the other, the enemy takes advantage of that to mess up with our life in some other areas. The devil is so skewed that when you are violating a particular God's law and you are throwing God's word at his face, saying to him that this is not relevant, this is dated, you know, when you, the devil is so skilled that when you're doing such thing, you know, it brings, as you're suffering consequence of that in some other areas of your life, you will not be able to connect the dot. I'm speaking from the word of God and I'm speaking from personal experience as well. So when the word of God tells us not to commit sexual immorality, it is for our own good. Now the Bible says to us in the book of 1 Corinthians 6 that our, our body was not designed for sexual immorality. Which means our body was not designed to have sexual experience that is outside the confine of marriage between a man and a woman. Now, I define sexual immorality as a sexual act that violates God's design. God designed sexual uh, sex, God's design of sex is between a man and a woman in marriage. So in future podcasts, I'll come up with um, tips and guidance on how we can remain pure and holy and um, be and abstain from sex in the highly sexualized society. So the two other points I was going to call out is this. So be, when people say that sex, not having sex before marriage is dated, they may as well say that Jesus' victory over Satan is no longer valid. And that means that Satan can beat us black and blue. So it means that you can believe Satan to bring any kind of trouble into your life, any kind of mishap into your life, any kind of pain into your life. And you don't forget, Jesus said, in my name you cast out devils. So if you are saying not having sex before marriage is dated, and you have simply kind of said uh, the name of Jesus is dated, or the use of the right to the use of the name of Jesus is dated when the enemy comes against you. It means when you're calling the name of Jesus to stand against the enemy or resist the devil, you're only deceiving yourself because you've convinced your own heart that the name of Jesus is not effective. Now, I hope that is calling out to you, and not as a surprise, that 
one of the reasons why many people, many Christians pray sometimes, they call the name of Jesus and nothing happens, is because of their lifestyle. The problem is not that Jesus is not responding. The problem is not that Jesus doesn't want to, doesn't want to answer them. But their heart has been established in sin, in unrighteousness, such that their heart is not responsive to the Lord. Now, the way you engage Jesus is by faith, is a hard thing. And when your heart is working in constant rebellion, your heart cannot connect. The name of Jesus is given to you to operate by faith. But when your heart is clogged with sin, carelessness, and all kind of moral failure, your heart cannot operate in faith to engage the power and the authority that God has given you in Christ Jesus. Now, it's not that God is not answering your prayer. It's not, that, it's not that Jesus does not want to answer your prayer. The problem is with you because you are the one who is not able to engage. Because when your heart is not bogged down, overloaded with sin, it can engage, it can reach out, it can stand its ground in Christ Jesus and resist the enemy. So sin is doing us so much harm, you know, blocking our access to the Father. It's not about God not answering us. So the offer the word is given to us, which is to embrace the lifestyle of having sex before marriage or living together you know, with no intention of getting married, even if you have intention of getting married, you still should not live together. You know, I, I wish time will allow me to, to part more or to say more regarding that. So if you are embracing, if we are embracing the, the culture of our society and what's some, some advice of our parents that are ungodly, we may find ourselves in a very bad situation. And that's why I started, I started this podcast by showing you and reminding you that you are not of this world, but of the kingdom of God. So if the enemy comes against you and you are living a lifestyle that kind of declares that the Jesus is no longer valid in your life, then you give the devil the chance and the access to beat you black and blue. I mean, to bring trouble into your life and to, I mean, to really mess up with you. So another point I was going to call out is that some, people, some Christians simply say technically that God does not exist. Because if you embrace a lifestyle that is, stark, that is in stark contrast to the ways of God, simply you're saying that, I don't care. I don't give a rip. I don't care about God. Many people will say, God loves me. God will forgive me of my sin. God is merciful. God is this. God is that. Yes, God remains who he is, loving, kind. But where are you? Where are you? Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandment. If you love me, you will obey my commandment. So if you say that you love God, even though you are practicing sin, I mean, intentionally sinning, I mean, how can you define your love for God? Jesus said, if you love me, you'll be my commandment. And if you cannot just obey one simple commandment, I mean, how do you express or show God that you love him? And one of the things some of us may not realize is this. The Bible tells us that wickedness, ungodliness lead to more ungodliness. So one sin leads us to another sin deep and takes us deeper and deeper and deeper into sins. So friends, as I've shown you from the word of God, that sex before uh, sex is only permitted in the confines of marriage. And there's no such thing as having no sex before marriage is dated. I want to encourage you to begin to 
evaluate your philosophies, your concepts, your opinions, your beliefs in the light of this. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 says that it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. Don't forget, what's sexual immorality? Sexual act that, that violates God's design. Sexual act that violates God's design. 1 Corinthians 6.13 says, You say, food for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. So, I close by saying this. If you don't believe that salvation is dated, if you don't believe that Jesus is dated, if you don't believe that Satan is dated, if you don't believe that God does not exist, if you believe salvation is real, Jesus is real, the victory that God has given you in Christ Jesus over Satan is real, and I, and as even the seasons have not ceased, you know, you still have day, you still have night, then I want to put it to you that the word of God, the law of God, that you should have sex only in the confine of marriage with the opposite sex is still valid. I want to challenge you to begin to look and think and read up, you know, have conversations that will help you to reestablish this thing in your mind and to practice this. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me. I'm happy to help you. I have a heart and a passion for single people to help them leave an objective relationship. Because many of the problems we have in marriages today is not the problem with the marriage institution, with the marriage itself. The problem is with the people coming to marriage. So if we can help the individuals coming to a marriage relationship get their heads straight and get things right, we'll have less crises in marriages. So if we want to protect the uh, future of the marriage institution and society, then we need to help singles to get things right. So I look forward to hearing from you guys. Please follow me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Take your time to discuss this with your friends, with your family. And if you want to have an accountability partner to help you to stay pure and holy in this, please do. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening.